Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. to the Explaining History podcast and today I'm going to talk about the years 1933-34 in Spain uh, when the newly formed uh, government from the November 1933 election uh, indicated a, a huge shift towards the political right and along with this came a wave of violence against the left against the uh, trade union organisations of Spain, and particularly against attempts by the peasants to politically organise themselves. In what was still a largely uh, agrarian uh, economy, um, the threat of an organised peasant uh, polity, an organised peasant population, um, presented... And uh, a terrifying challenge to the power of landowners. As I've discussed in this podcast before, when it comes to Spain in the eve of the Spanish Civil War, the combined power of landowners, army officers, and the Catholic Church was the, the kind of like the nexus of reaction in Spain. But it was the the landowners who held basically most of the the economic power, the financial power. Um, behind the uh, the parties of the new right. So today we're going to be looking at Paul Preston's amazing book, The Spanish Holocaust, um, uh, which is his uh, history of the Spanish Civil War, and really it is a, a history uh, from the point of genocide studies and the study of, of mass killing. Paul Preston writes, In the wake of their electoral victory in November 1933, The right went on to the offensive just as the unemployment crisis reached its peak. That December, there were 619,000 out of work across Spain, 12% of the total workforce. Given Spain's lack of social welfare schemes, these figures, although much lower than those in Germany and Italy, signified widespread and immense physical hardship. With the socialist leader Francisco Largo Cabrallo no longer at the Ministry of Labour, there was no protection, even for those in work. In Yen, for example, for instance, the new radical civil governor set aside existing agreements on working conditions. 
In the case of the turno rigoroso, the strict rotation of work amongst unemployed labourers during the olive harvest, the owners were left free to give work only to the cheapest non-union labour. The consequence was large numbers of families on the verge of starvation. So, during the Great Depression, the triumph of right-wing parties in 1933 meant a huge uh, transition uh, away from social democratic politics and back towards aggregations of power in the hands of uh, the landowning classes. This had catastrophic consequences for Spain's poor. Um, as Preston points out, there's no social security net uh, in Spain whatsoever. If you think about the hardships experienced in Britain, in Germany, in France during the Great Depression, even in America, these are countries who have some degree of social security provision during this time. There is nothing in Spain. The way in which the Spanish poor had traditionally survived was through um, tacit and unspoken uh, agreements and um, social compacts with the landowners, where the landowners uh, would, in some instances, hopefully uh, see that they had social obligations and in return they would have a relatively pliant workforce. By 1933, the landowners saw things in fundamentally different, uh, different ways. Due to the political upheavals of the 1920s in Spain, they tended to view their approach towards the, um, the peasants as one of open-class warfare. Uh, the peasants were uh, dangerous, ungrateful, and in some cases they sort of othered them to the extent that they didn't even see them as being Spanish. There was a, a belief that the uh, the dark, dirty-looking peasants were Moorish, um, and so there was all sorts of kind of racial um, prejudice uh, mixed up in their treatment towards the Spanish, even uh, the Spanish peasantry, even though the Spanish peasantry. Um, well, probably as Spanish as the landowners were. Um, and there is a, a great deal of um, anti-Semitism amongst the Spanish landowners as well. The irony being that the last Jews left Spain in the 15th century, forced out uh, by King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella. Um, the uh, belief was that um, the prevalence of socialist ideas was evidence that the, the Jews were somehow creeping back into Spain. And it shows you that anti-Semitism is uh, something that can exist in a country even when there are no Jewish people present. The Terno Rigoroso, the policy of rotating the um, work available between unemployed workers and employed peasants, um, was something that was often seen as a kind of a concession from the landlords to the poor, not very much of one, admittedly, uh, an attempt to be fair, but now landlords were desperate to simply find the cheapest workforce um, available. The fact that right-wing landowning supporting parties had won um, a huge victory in the election of November 1933 emboldened them. The largest party in the Spanish government was CEDA, 
led by Gil Robles. Um, CEDA, the Confederación Española de Dejeras Autónomas, or the Spanish Confederation of Autonomous Rights, um, was a political party that really represented the uh, Catholic conservative uh, elements of society. Uh, mainly it was a uh, party that was interested in preserving the rights of landowners, but it had all sorts of uh, drifting uh, sentiments towards more fascist thought, um, the idea that it was there to defend Christian civilization, um, and that um, as with Nazism, as with uh, Italian fascism, there was this idea that uh, some kind of um, official, um, historically sanctified version of civilization was under threat from mysterious and dangerous forces. Um, it was there to protect religion and family um, property. And Robles himself said that he intended to give Spain a true unity, a new spirit, a totalitarian polity, of which he said, democracy is not an end, but a means to the conquest of the new state. When the time comes, either Parliament submits or we will eliminate it. Robles, like uh, the other members of the Spanish far-right, drifting from uh, extreme conservative views through to uh, fascist ideas, was obsessed with Marxism. He believed that Marxism was a Jewish uh, conspiracy, a Jewish threat, and was part of uh, a worldwide um, Judeo-Bolshevik threat that somehow the Russian Revolution had infiltrated Spain uh, and the Jews were in some way involved. And um, there were countless Catholic writers, many of them uh, priests uh, at the time, who um, fed into these conspiracy theories in sort of newspaper articles and pamphlets and letters. So there was a, a whole culture of uh, anti-socialist uh, thinking that uh, chimed with um, the interests of the Catholic Church and it presented to the landowners, to the uh, army, to the Catholic Church, to some of the middle classes a clear narrative uh, about uh, what was going on. In essence, that a, a battle for Spain's soul was uh, underway uh, that either the uh, the Marxists would succeed and stamp out centuries of Catholic civilization, uh, and they would be in some way in uh, allegiance with uh, dangerous foreign elements, or that holy Catholic royal Spain would once again come together uh, and uh, triumph, as it had done during the Middle Ages uh, against the Moors and that Spanish national identity and national unity would be uh, enhanced as a result uh, with a, a strong leader um, anointed uh, and uh, given the blessing of the Catholic Church um, leading uh, Spain back to its traditional uh, hierarchical, stratified and uh, feudal way of operating. In some of the sort of iterations of fascism that you see throughout the 1930s, there is a, a mixture of looking back to the past, looking back to past glories, and that's what you know, fascism has all of these things uh, within it, 
fused with a, a kind of a version of modernism, an idea that the reclaimed glories, along with modern technology, as the radio and the um, uh, propeller engine and uh, all these other kind of useful bits and bobs, would propel the the nation into the glorious future. But sim you one simply had to remember the noble sacrifices of the past. There's a, there's none of that. Um, uh, sort of theme of modernity really in, in this view of Spanish fascism just to simply an attempt to, to reclaim the past and bring it into the present and actually sweep away um, modernity uh, in terms of kind of a, a social democratic democratic modernity uh, that might possibly emerge in the guise of uh, a, an educated well-fed um, electorally um, educated uh, peasantry and workforce. Paul Preston writes, Worsening conditions saw rank-and-file pressure on union officials for militant action, particularly in agriculture, metal industries and construction, all of which were represented by substantial groups within the, the union movement. In the agrarian south, the number of unemployed was dramatically higher than in industrial areas. The worst hit uh, provinces were Yaen, Badajoz and Cordoba, um, and where the number of unemployed was 50% above the national average. Once landowners began to ignore social legislation entirely and take reprisals for the discomforts of the previous two years, the previous two years when the PSOE, the Spanish Socialist Party, uh, had been in power. Unemployment rose even further. By April 1934, it would reach 703,000. During this period, uh, the weakness of the left is, is really um, exposed. Um, the unions, um, the socialist parties, Francisco Largo Caballero, um, particularly who, who'd been the socialist minister of labour, were unable to mount any significant challenge to uh, mass unemployment or to the power of the landowners. Um, he spoke in, uh, Caballero spoke in broadly revolutionary terms, constantly sort of making speeches to this ba on this basis, but was not able to really draw up any kind of concrete plan for the overthrow of the government or for ameliorating uh, any of the uh, suffering of the, uh, the peasantry. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, what this, uh, what this does is it causes alarm amongst Spain's middle classes. Spain's middle classes uh, become far more inclined to support some anti-communist strongman should they emerge. Shortly after the November uh, election uh, in December 1933, um, the Confederación Nacional de Trabajo, uh, or the CNT, the uh, Confederation of Anarchist Labour Unions, uh, called for a nationwide uprising. The Socialist Party, the PSOE, ignored this, they did not want to become uh, associated with it, uh, they thought that this would, it would uh, be a, a failed endeavour, only uh, likely to bring about the suppression of the Socialist Party if it became involved, and it was uh, not something that would be endorsed by much of the population. Um, during the uh, event, which is um, uh, a failure, um, in areas uh, that had uh, a strong tradition of um, anarchism, such as Catalonia, uh, there were violent strikes, there was some attack on the, the civil guard. Uh, the civil guard were like the auxiliary police who were a political uh, police force. They were there to uh, support the interests of the landowners, support the interests of the most reactionary elements of the government, um, and to wage their own kind of uh, war in the countryside against um, labour organisation amongst the peasants. Um, the uh, insurrectionists were easily crushed in Rioja, Catalonia, Alicante and Galicia, um, and there were hundreds of prisoners taken. Throughout the country, 125 people were killed. 16 of these were from the police and the civil guard, uh, 65 were anarchists and 44 were just members of the public. Uh, on December the 9th, at Bouillalans in Cordoba, um, peasants seized control of the town hall uh, because landowners had been breaking the agreements that they had made about wages and conditions. Um, the uh, civil guard replied by attacking the houses um, whose doors were not left open. Um, so anyone who'd shut their front door, the civil guards attacked their houses. In 36 hours of fighting, a civil guard, two anarchists, four civilians, including one woman, an eight-year-old child and an elderly landowner were killed. Um, two of the ringleaders were captured in Pujuna, um, which was nearby, and shot by the civil guard while trying to escape. 200 prisoners were taken, many of whom were uh, beaten by the civil guard, um, and the civil governor... Mariano, uh, Mariano Jimenez Diaz um, said essentially that the disturbances uh, were the fault of the landowners for ignoring the work uh, agreements that they had uh, already um, agreed to and for amassing firearms, which had led to great suspicion amongst the peasants that uh, they would be used on them.
Um, a trade unionist from Baena um, said, the same landowners uh, who had spent 400,000 pesetas on a shawl for the statue of the Virgin or on a crucifix for the church uh, stinted the olive oil for the workers' meals uh, and would rather pay a lawyer 25,000 pesetas than an extra 25 cents to the day labourers lest it create a precedent and let the workers get their way. In Baena, uh, there was a master who put cattle in the planted fields rather than pay the agreed wages to the reapers. A priest who had a farm, when the lad came down to get his olive oil, had made dents in the tin jug so it would hold less oil. Much of this seems petty, but it was motivated through politics, not economics. The landowners who didn't want to pay an extra 25 cents were not doing that because they couldn't afford it. They were doing that because they viewed the peasants who worked for them as the enemy. They were viewed them as basically people whom they were fighting an economic war with. The uh, peasants were trying to extract as high a labour price as possible, um, which would still have been a very low one, from the landowners, and the landowners were trying to extract as much profit as possible from the peasants. And one side would give in, and the other side would triumph. And it was a question of who would blink first. So when I often I talk about class war when I talk about Spain in the run-up to the Civil War. And class war um, is not sort of idle rhetoric. It's when the people uh, on one side or the other um, are highly politicised, they understand the kind of the history, the politics, and their own particular role within the struggle um, against um, one social class or another. And they, in Spain, the landowners, um, the latifunda, particularly understood that um, the stakes were extremely high and charging, uh, managing to, to screw the workers for a few cents was really part of a wider struggle to show them who was boss, to break their will, to um, ensure that they did not um, step out of line or that they knew that the landowners held over them the ultimate power in a way, which is the power to starve them. Mass unemployment obviously uh, helped the uh, landowners immensely. In any case, in any situation when there's mass unemployment, it shifts power back into the hands of um, employers, landowners, capitalists, um, away from workers, because workers are desperate to compete with one another for increasingly lower wages. The same union official in Baena said, they, of the landowners, they had power, influence and money. We only had two or three thousand day labourers behind us, and we constantly had to hold them back since the desperation of being unable to feed their children turns men into wild animals. We knew that the employers, well protected by the forces of order, were not bothered if there were victims, because they just bribed the officials to change the paperwork and make black white. In fact, they were happy to see violence because it was a welcome warning to any rebels of the danger of leaving the straight and narrow. He added, The few times that I went with a committee to discuss conditions with employers, 
The only issue on the table was wages. There was no question of negotiating food or working hours, since everything was considered to be included in the clause, usage and customs of the locality, which simply meant to work until your back broke from sunup to sundown, or for hours expanded by the arse-looking foreman from when you could just about see until it was too dark to see a thing. I remember in one heated discussion uh, a landowner called me a snotty-nosed kid recently out of the shell and said that if my father knew how stupid I was, he would throw down fodder for me. As I exhausted my patience, and I got up and said to him as serious as I could, it is true, senor, that on many occasions I've had to eat, not cattle feed, but the remnants of fried bread that you throw down for your dogs, a very Christian deed in a town where the workers' children are dying of hunger. The new cedar-led government removed the control on prices uh, for bread and for other staples, so that meant that prices for bread rose between 25 and 70%. Uh, again, this is a, a weapon uh, against the poorest in society uh, in order to uh, control them through hunger and work. Um, the uh, frequent sight in um, the uh, streets of Spanish cities of starving people, particularly women and children, um, became a, a, a regular occurrence throughout the decade. At the end of 1933, um, the Socialist parties faced a, a rising tide of mass militancy that they themselves had not been able to adequately direct, uh, so that they were not at the front of the movement. Um, they were uh, slightly fearful of capturing this energy. And this leads to a polarisation on the left, as members of the trade union movement of uh, socialist youth groups um, and of those who were affected by poverty the most uh, began to abandon the idea that social democracy, um, the kind of moderate political centre-left, would be able to provide um, basic social reform. It had managed to do it for two years from 1931 to 33, and within months of November 1933, this was being swept away by the new CEDA-led uh, radical right government. So even if Spanish democracy could bring about social reform, it couldn't hang on to it. So this meant that key figures on the left, again like Caballero, um, had to uh, shift far further towards uh, Marxist-Leninist revolutionary rhetoric in order to hold on to um, a, a, a kind of a caucus of left voters that were moving further leftwards. Um, and the uh, tone and language he had to use had to present his uh, program as being entirely revolutionary and that he was designed to, uh, as he put it, disarm the forces of capitalism. Um, he said, power cannot be taken from the hands of the bourgeoisie simply by cheering for socialism. And this would mean destroying the civil guard, uh, the police and the courts, uh, and even um, democratically reforming the army. So this is what puts, uh, eventually, 
when the uh, the left returned to power in Spain in 1936. This is what places uh, them firmly in the crosshairs of Spain's generals um, who believe that there can be no compromise um, with socialist parties or a socialist popular front. Okay, so that's a little rundown of the uh, social tensions in Spain and political tensions in Spain that uh, become ever more violent in 1933 with the victory of a new um, conservative right uh, government. Anyway, I hope you found that useful and obviously we'll keep referring to Spain uh, over the next few months um, and I'll catch you on the next Explaining History podcast. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.